pew, pew. We're I'm live. Dead. Yeah, you are. Inside. You have been dead Program. inside for years, bro. <laughs> Does it to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> analytics are a pretty important thing. They're they're pretty much essential, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But the big question that a lot of people typically have is how do they benefit us? Uh, they, there's so many ways that they can benefit us, right? So one of them is that it helps you curate a more personalized experience for individual users, right? Mm-hmm. And like, what do I mean by that? If you have just like a marketplace or a ton of data, right? And <clears throat> you just spit up whatever the most recent upload is or anything like that. Like take YouTube, for example, if you just got the most recent videos uploaded, none of them would be attractive to you. You wouldn't want to actually watch. You wouldn't be interested in them. So you want to curate data to match the user to enhance their experience. For sure. And I mean, a lot of these bigger fang companies like Facebook and Google, they've built entire empires on nothing but analytics Mm -hmm. because that's all it is. It's just, hey, we're going to analyze what our users are looking for. <clears throat> and I saw a video the other day when I was looking through YouTube optimization stuff where they talked about the obsession that everyone has with the algorithm and there everybody looks at it the wrong way was the argument that this movie that this video was making because they said, you know, a lot of people focus on the algorithm hates me. It's me in particular and it's very me centric. Like the creator thinks it's all about them, but really what's happening is it's all about the logged in user. It's not the creator. It's is the user likely to watch this content? Mm -hmm. And that's based on, okay, the last time we presented a video to this user from the creator, did they click on it? If they clicked on it, how much of it did they watch? Did they like it? Did they interact with it? If they didn't, then we're going to toss it to the back of the pile for this person we're going to move it down and we're not going to show it to them because we're analyzing the user's behavior to make decisions about what to show them yeah and like i'm sure you're all familiar there's apps that do this amazing and there's apps that don't do it well and the ones that don't do it well probably aren't your favorite apps yep it's true it's all about creating that experience and it's not even it's it might not be that important if you're not overloaded with too much data and too many options like when you first launch your app Mm -hmm. but it is something you want to prepare for and start curating as soon as you start building more than like a page of information to show i mean like with perfect form we haven't done this yet right because we don't have enough material to really work with it and really care yeah we're in beta and we're changing a lot right now and we only have a handful of like workout plans to even present people um, but our our infrastructure in the back end, we are there and we're prepared to serve it up the way we intend to. Yeah, it's just not analytics heavy right. yet. Exactly. And um, we're, we're working on an analytics <clears throat> server, but we can talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Another thing that analytics really help with that are not based as much in the user experience side of things directly is they can really help you understand how features are actually being used. Yeah, you... More often than not, the features that you think are the driving force and what makes your app cool are like never the popular heavy used ones. Yeah, right? it always makes me laugh. I'm I'm OK with it and I'm glad that they're excited and whatever. 
But when I'm dealing with clients or like a CEO of a company and they just absolutely love this one feature and then we start getting data on it and it turns out they're literally the only ones using this feature. Yeah. There's like this makes the app for our users. They love this. This is why they come to our app. <clears throat> and then it's like, no, you think that. But you're the only one who comes to this app for that. And like this data is super important, right? Because this would make you decide whether you push more and more features in a certain feature or make it better. Oh, absolutely. But if it's not being used, but you only think it is, yeah, then you just wasted a ton of development product. power. Yeah. Like you start off with, I want to make a chat app, but you find out nobody cares about your chat app features. They like the more Snapchat type stuff that you put yeah. in as a side thing. Well, then you want to lean into that instead of, well, we're going to force them into using the chat more. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's really good to understand your users and how they use your app because it allows you to plan for future features and you can morph your app to match what your users want even more. Yeah. Like if they always use a like Snapchat version instead of like your text app or whatever it is, whatever fancy well, like feature. With, again, have, I always go for the game example. Yeah, you can lean into it. But though. like with take World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14, some big MMO. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've got all these features for like, we've got side professions of I can mine stuff. I can fish for things. I can do all of these extra activities. We set up um, the infamous, infamous commander system from World of Warcraft, um, Warlords of Draenor. And they thought this is going to be freaking fantastic. And then users started using it and there was nothing but hatred for these features. Like it was something that nobody wanted. The company thought that they wanted it. And so in the next expansion, they took it out because nobody was using it. Nobody wanted it. And they found that out from that user data. Tracking what users do in your app is number one. And then... Well, they're all important because it forms it forms your product. Yeah. And Never forms, assume you know what your users want because they'll surprise you every time. Absolutely. Yeah. And it helps form like a giant big picture kind of thing. Um, a lot of the ways that bigger fang companies operate with all of their data, it's more of like a web than anything else. People like to think of apps as end user experience as this trail of first users are going to do A, then they're going to do B. Then they're going to do C and they do C because of B, but everything is interconnected. It's all crazy. This just random set of data. So you gather everything and then you can form the big picture of what's actually going on as you get that data and as you see trends occurring. And then you find out everyone goes A to C and doesn't use B. Yeah. <laughs> everyone stays at B as with as little amount of time as humanly possible. Yeah. But that brings up kind of an important topic because we talked about analytics a lot in our data privacy discussions. So how do we use it without overstepping? Yeah, because everything we just discussed, it sounds like you're really prying in there. Like you want to know what your users are searching for, how they're using your app. I want to like, know how many Cheetos they just removed from yeah, their bag. You can be real creepy with data collection really quick. And so um, you want to sanitize user data. You want to remove personal information. Like you don't care that 
the user's name is Ben Kimball or Jacob Litzo. Like you don't care about that. You don't care. You might care about their age, but like you don't need their address, phone numbers. You don't need things like that. Um, so remove personal data that like if taken out of context, someone else could have too much information about your user. Mm-hmm. So you either want to use like, you know, you you have just a user ID or an object ID associated to a user. It's unreadable without like going out of your way to look it up. So or you can even assign a new just a an analytic ID mm-hmm. to that object. And you actually don't have to know much information about them. Yeah. Um, like don't give them an don't give anyone an easy way to track anybody. Right. And then like obviously you want to be able to look up somebody for curating the experience for them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be readable if someone got on your database and scraped your tables, you know. Yeah. While it may be overkill, you can do things like encrypt the analytics data that is gathered so that you know, you've got your user list, but you know nothing about them at all. Yeah. And what's good about encryption is it's your data. You always have access. You can decrypt it, right? But for whatever nasty reason, like a uh, pissed off employee or you get hacked, hopefully not. That would be horrible. But you can you can get your data held hostage. Yeah. Like companies get Trojans put in their system forever. Oh. Or all the time, like they'll sleep for months, right? Dude, so you one company uh, you get that away I from with. your backups. And one then... company that I worked with um, installed a less than league legit copy of the Microsoft Office suite. Oh god! And we didn't know about it until we knew about it. <laughs> and like they were getting, <laughs> this company was getting a whole bunch of sketchy invoices, mm-hmm. but it was on like their official letterhead. And they weren't sure how this was happening. And it turned out this one dipwad installed this software. It had a Trojan in it and it allowed hackers in and they had been stealing company data and sending false invoices for literally years. So, yeah, when you get infiltrated on the inside like that, encryption can save you. Yeah. A lot. And I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with that, but. You want to make sure that you're not collecting any data that you don't need because in that case, like, hey, we had a breach. Somebody stole a a bunch of data. Not only is it less creepy to not gather stuff you don't need, like not going overboard, but it's also a security risk because if somebody's personal information gets stolen and one of the popular things in the world right now is doxing or swatting, like your company is storing somebody's data you get hacked and somebody doxes or swats somebody and somebody gets hurt or killed, you could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like depending on how they try to frame it and how they try to pin it on you, it could be a major problem for your company. And even if you're not like technically in legal trouble, the minute it gets leaked, this person died because Ben's company was insecure. Yep. Like that's, a PR nightmare. Yeah. And people are quick to over collect data because they're like, well, what if someday we need it? And it's cheap to store, right? But don't take things you don't need. Yeah. Don't over collect. And if you're using third party solutions like Google Analytics, Facebook Pixel, Fabric, or any of these, be very aware how they're implemented and how they're taking data. Make sure you like you want to control what you're sending them. 
Yeah. And it's I mean, hard with a lot of those tools. They don't really want you to control it. Oh, no. They absolutely don't. I mean, adding Facebook Pixel to anything they just is take this you. line, paste it in your project, and we'll take care of the rest. The easier <laughs> to use a tool, like, then you just, like, don't have to do anything, but you know everything a user does, you have no control over that. And yeah. You might want to think twice about using it. Yeah, and I mean, if you are hosting your own analytic server and you have complete control of your data, you should still be taking extra steps. Like, you can't control what Facebook or Google or any of these third-party companies are doing with data that they collect on your behalf and put it in a pretty screen for you. I mean, that's one of my that's one of my issues with Firebase is they've made it super easy for developers to pop a database and a backend into anything. And the reason is, and it, and it's free for a large, they've got a really big free tier. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is the reason it's free is because they're harvesting all of that user data. Like they are storing it, they're keeping it, and they are using it. Wait, what? what's, you said this on a previous, nothing is free. How does that work? Oh. Um, if it's free, it's not. You're paying something. If it's something. free, everything costs something. And if it's free, you're the product. Yeah, exactly. And in this case, like databases, you're turning all your customers into products without yes. their permission necessarily. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, that's something that you'll embed in like the user agreement right. and all that stuff. And it goes into that. But it's still scuzzy. And let's be honest, nobody reads those. Right. I mean, typically they're 47 pages long and I'm not going to go through and dig through and see what all's being used before I use an app that I have to use either way. Exactly. And this is why we've gone into hosting our own analytics server just to have control of our own data. Yeah. And at that point, you can do things like encrypt it yeah. with those third party services. Maybe they encrypt it. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Never been on that side of their systems. But... I would assume probably not. Right. So we've talked a little bit about making sure that we're not over collecting. Now there's more of a question of, well, if I'm not supposed to over collect, what do I need? Yeah. Like, like, what is the right information that I should be correct, should be collecting? Because not getting the right information can be a pretty costly mistake too. Right. Like, w am I collecting something useful or am I just wasting time collecting yeah. it? One, if you're not, looking at that data why are you collecting it if you're not using it don't collect it but like you want to do you want to do you want to keep track of metrics like you want to track specific features in your app you want to know how often features are being used um some like you want to know if they're being used not being used um session lengths in features how much time are your users spending in this portion of your app yeah and like, typically that's called a it's, I think the technical term for it, at least this is what I've always heard it called, is a heat map. And heat map sounds cool. So yeah. we should probably call it. It that. sure does. That's what we call it in game development. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the world. Yeah. But heat maps, like Jacob was saying, help kind of map everything that's going on. And the reason they're called heat maps is if you think of it like in a thermal sense, and that's often how they're displayed, they show these are the paths that users are taking. These, this is the list of what users are doing. This is how they're getting from point A to point B. And they can show us like, hey, this feature over here that we put in 
in a sub menu somewhere or in in a game this cave we put over to the side of the trail like 50 feet away nobody is going there and it can tell us one of two things it can tell us nobody's going there because nobody knows it exists or it can tell us nobody is going there because they've seen it and they don't give a crap right like so in that case too it helps you deprecate features Mm -hmm. or maybe make it easier to find yeah and you can always start like the assumption is well they're not using it because it's hard to find and you want to give that feature a chance first before you just say hey i'm gonna cut it right and so you give them an easier way to get there like i'm trying to remember exactly what it was but in world of warcraft um pretty early on, I'm wanting to say it was like the second expansion, there was some uh, side quest that was put in that nobody was going to. And it was just, it was so far off the path that nobody knew it existed. Mm -hmm. And this was before like data mining and all that stuff was really popular where now people just go and parse through the source code, rebuild things and find whatever's missing, figure out the calculations, all that stuff. But they didn't really have the capability. The average player didn't have the capability to do that. And so this wasn't common knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so this quest was just chilling here and nobody was going after it. And so what they did instead was they said, hey, we need to mark a clearer path to get here. And as soon as they did, people were all over it, but nobody knew it existed. And the same can be said for just a normal app on your phone that you're using that isn't a game. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like when we're using ClickUp, for example, or Canva or any other, like I use Bonsai for a lot of my client tracking and client billing stuff. I'll find features that I see it and I'm like, where has this been the last six months? Yeah. Like I needed this. Like it was buried somewhere or you missed a release note, right? Yeah. And so you can always add like modals saying, hey, check this feature out. Mm -hmm. Because if nobody's going to it, then like, it's going to be a surprise for most people. And then it's also like if you want your users to be more secure on your app and you want them to use like two-step auth and things, mm-hmm. don't bury it in the settings. Yeah, Make it really exactly. easy on their account page to be like, well, yes, and enable. I've even seen I've even seen people implement it on like home pages and stuff. Like you log into whatever app it is and a banner will pop like, up. Like, hey, you should say, enable. Hey, yeah. We offer... I actually love when that happens. And in fact, I really love 1Password when they are like, we know this service has two-step off, so you should consider enabling it. Oh, yeah. Dude, amazing. When I see those notifications in 1Password, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go find that then. Because for anybody who hasn't gotten the memo, always use two-step authentication <clears throat> and always use an authenticator app yes not your phone number i hate i hate services that force you into using your phone number me too and what's funny is like banks do it mm-hmm. a lot and dude your sim card can be jacked it people I, get hacked all the time <laughs> because they'll they'll jump on your sim card and it takes your wireless carrier hours to know that there's a duplicate sim and they intercept everything for being the newer sim yeah and so like can... we've seen somebody with a crypto wallet on their phone have everything stolen. Yep. And then like my little brother, he called me up once and he's like, hey, I'm getting a whole bunch of texts all of a sudden with like, 
I've logged into something right after it sends me my one-time password in a text. And I'm like, oh, you're your hacked, SIM bro. has been jacked. Yeah, you're hacked, bro. And they do it quick. Once they have your SIM, they know well, yeah, what accounts they're going after. They've only got that after. window before yeah. the carrier picks up on it and says, hey, something's wrong here. Well, what they'll normally do too is immediately get in your email, mm-hmm. change that password, and yep. that slows you down. And then it's all, they know exactly what accounts they're going for. Because if you're targeted like that, you're targeted. They're, you're targeted for a reason. Well, I mean, not necessarily. They've got their devices out there, and this is not advocation for picking them up. I just happen to know that they exist. <laughs> where you can detect SIM cards in a radius of, I think it was up to like 200 feet. Oh, interesting. And you can just pick a SIM card and jack it. Yeah, that's scary. Like, but it's like, terrifying. so like the the story I'm thinking of, like a very high up person in a new crypto token launch was targeted specifically. Oh yeah, like in that and, case, yes. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be like in the case of my brother. Nobody saw him in his sweatpants and Walmart sneakers and said, I'm gonna, "That's the guy." That guy's got money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's more rare though. Yeah, is getting picked up that way. Yes, you're usually a target. And if honestly, if you, you use an authenticator app, and then you might be pretty safe. Yeah, that's. I always advocate for using an authenticator app instead yeah. of, um, like one time one one password has that built in and it's mm-hmm. fantastic oh that was like the most exciting feature update that yeah. they ever did so anyways total tangent <laughs> yeah um like other other um things like other metrics you want to keep it keep an eye on like we were talking about um curating experience for users right so not only do you want to maybe pay attention to what they put in their profile, their bio, like if you have interests on them, whatever they fill in, you want to obviously take that into account. But you also want to know, like if you have any search algorithm, uh, any search bars or anything, you want to know what they're constantly searching for so you can serve up more similar content on their explore screen so they're not always having to search. Like perfect form, if someone comes in and they're like looking at CrossFit, we're going to make sure we serve up like all functional fitness and other things that are more relatable to that. Yeah. So you want to just make sure you want it, you want your product to just give your users what they want without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. That's where like predictive text and all that stuff comes in Mm -hmm. is it's just been analyzing your behavior and saying, what are they likely looking for? so that we can give them the fastest path to success. I wish we could give like more detailed information, but it really, it's all like app dependent, right? Yeah. It's like, what does your app do? But you have to think about, okay, how can we make this experience special for this person? Yeah. One person, like, how can you do that? Is your service even capable of doing that? But it's things you should think about. Yeah, for sure. Um, And really like those kinds of considerations with analytics, they can be the difference between delivering what you think your customers want and what they really want. Exactly. Don't be a pedo Pete and collect <laughs> more information than you need. Like, don't be a creep about it, all right? And sanitize user data. Darn, there go my weekend plans. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>